Yo, L.A. The Scott Kaplan Show is hitting the airwaves on 710 ESPN. As we're coming on the air, keeping our eyes tonight on the Clippers and the Mavericks. 3.20 to go in the second quarter. Clippers leading 52-41 so far. So we're just getting on the air. We'll keep our eye, like I said, on this Clipper game. We'll let you know what's going on with the Dodgers as the evening is going on. And we've got a great show coming up because Keyshawn Johnson's going to be here. Everybody knows Key. Everybody hears all the promos. Yo, it's staying on till 10 o'clock. We holding it down, homeboy. And that's me, me. I'm holding, I'm holding it down right now. So Keyshawn's coming up a little bit later on. Kirk Morrison is going to be here. The longtime Raider is going to be here to talk about all kinds of stuff from Lakers to Clippers to Rams to Hard Knocks to life to whatever. So Kirk Morrison's going to be here. And then we're going inside the bubble later tonight. And we're going to talk to Spiro Ditas, who was at one time the Lakers play by play man and now is working for TNT calling NBA games. So we've got a great show coming up. Let me say good evening. First of all, just to get things started to my man in right there, downtown LA, right across the street from Staples Center, LA Live, the ESPN studios, my man Jesse Lopez. J-Lo, what's going on Friday night, man? It is Friday night. I actually, I am excited. I love that open. Chris Morales, great job on that. We're getting you get, getting you ready for this Friday night. Because if you listen to us on Friday night, you're going to make sure you're going to get all the scores. And uh, we're going to make sure we get you uh, going with the music, too. Yeah, I'm ready. I'm ready for the weekend. You know, I've never really worked on Friday nights. I got to say, honestly, it's like a football game. It's Monday night football. When I do Monday night football broadcasts for Westwood One, we don't get to the game until like three o'clock. And then from three o'clock to like six o'clock, I'm bored out of my freaking mind over here. And I got to go down on the field and I got to talk to coaches and players. But let's get this game kicked off. So here we are. It's Friday night. We got the sun starting to set over the city of Los Angeles and all over Southern California. And tonight is Laker Reaction Friday on the Scott Kaplan Show. Let me say what's going on to Curtis Poindexter, who's running this operation from L.A. Live. What's going on tonight, Curtis? There you go. When you said Happy Friday, I forgot it was Friday. I don't know what days it is anymore. That's because the days are longer, but they go by faster And when you wake up in this COVID world that we're now living in and you say, is today Friday? You say, yeah, it is Friday. And then you go, wow, this week went by really, really fast. But that's what's happening right now. So today is a Laker reaction Friday. I'm going to open the phones. I'm going to give you the numbers and I'm going to ask you to jump in because I definitely want to hear your reaction. So let me say this. I was listening earlier today and I hear George Sedano say that the last time the Lakers won a playoff game was 3,016 days ago. Let me say this to all of you Laker fans out there. I know you stuck around and watched this game last night through the fourth quarter. When LeBron was sitting on the bench and AD was having nothing to do with it, you were still there watching. Why? Because even though it was a blowout and you could have left the Laker game and you could have gone to whatever other game you wanted to see or for anybody that has interest, I forgot all about it. Last night was the Democratic National Convention. You had other things you could have done with your time. But if you're a Laker fan and it had been 3,016 days since the last Laker win in the playoffs, you probably hung out and you probably watched and you probably enjoyed that win which you should have, because it was total, utter devastation. 
And I'll tell you right now, I'm going to talk about this. Charles Barkley called for the sweep. I don't think Portland will win another game, and I'll get to that. The last playoff win the Lakers had, I had to go back and now do your research.com because Sedano said 3,016 days. The 2011 2012 season. You remember who the coach was? Mike Brown. Lakers beat the Nuggets in the first round of the playoffs 4 2. Then they played Oklahoma City. Durant, Westbrook, Harden lost the series four games to one. And in the elimination game, Kobe scored 42. So that was the 2011 2012 season. The one game that they won in the series was 3,000 days ago. Last playoff appearance, 2012-2013 season. I had to go do all this homework. Had to go do all of this. Because once you hear 3,000 days, you're like, wow, the Lakers haven't won a playoff game in 3,000 days? The last playoff appearance, 2012-2013, Mike D'Antoni's the head coach, took over for Mike Brown, who got fired five games into the season. Kobe tore his Achilles two games before the playoffs. Remember that? Swept by San Antonio. That was Dwight Howard's first year, first time around in L.A. And Steve Nash missed missed a bunch of games like he had all season. That was then. That was the history. Think about those names. So, Laker fans, let me say this to you tonight on a Friday night, Laker Reaction Friday. Laker fans, ride the emotional wave. Ride it, okay? Because game one, you're like, "Uh uh-oh, Lakers look terrible. Nobody can shoot. AD was awful. LeBron can't have 16 assists for a bunch of guys that can't can't shoot. The Lakers are toast. Like that that's the emotional roller coaster of losing game 1. But I say ride the wave cuz then you get game 2. AD plays like a beast. Finally, using that big, long, strong body battling inside, going to the basket. And, you know, listen, he wants to shoot the three ball. He went three for four from three-point range, 31 points on the night. I thought, based on game one, LeBron was going to have to score 50. Well, LeBron didn't have to score. I said no one else should shoot. LeBron only scored 10 points, 0 for 3 from three-point range, 4 for 11 from the field, and really, LeBron didn't need to do a whole lot. I would like to congratulate KCP because after his 0 for 9 performance and his 0 for 5 from three-point range in game one, my man went 5 for 8 from the field, 4 for 6 from three-point land, scored 16 points. Now, look, I know a lot of garbage points were scored late in this game when the pressure was long off. But the Lakers had a 16 or 17-point lead going into halftime. Hey, nice to see J.R. Smith come off the bench. Coach Vogel, empty it out. Get dudes reps. 11 points for J.R. Smith. So now let me get to Charles Barkley because the Lakers destroyed Portland last night and that's the way we all thought it was supposed to be. But Barkley said the Blazers were going to sweep. Here's what I'm going to tell you. I don't think the Lakers lose another game in the series. I don't think they lose another game in the series. So I'm going to say, look, I'm riding the wave too. When they lose, it's like, oh my God, they're dead. They stink. They're done. This season's over. LeBron, something's bothering him. And when they win, you go, yeah, that's the way it's supposed to be. Shaq, defend Laker Nation. James Worthy on Spectrum. Take that broom with Charles Barkley's head and throw it through the, through the, the studio. So why are we in this position? Let me ask you this question. Why are we in this position where the Lakers lose in a dogfight in game one? No one could hit a shot. And then in game two, the Lakers come back and destroy. You want to know why that is? I'm going to explain it to you now. Here's why. The Blazers go into the bubble 
and they must win. You understand? If the if they don't go in and win, the bubble is a complete waste of their time. They showed up, they played ball, they went home. They're the Sacramento Kings. Sorry to all my friends who are Kings fans out there. You understand what I'm saying? If they show up in the bubble and they don't win, it's a waste of their time. They wound up going 6 and 2 in the regular season. They they won a play-in game. Damian Lillard averaged 35 points for, per game. For the Lakers though, for the Lakers, the bubble was a waste, other than to warm up and make sure LeBron stays healthy. I mean, the Lakers got up for the first game in the bubble against the Clippers. They won, and they were never going to change their playoff status. They were always going to be the number one seed in the West. They rolled through the eight games. They were three and five. Here's what I'm saying to you. The Blazers came in hot. The Lakers came in cold. Now the Blazers have the built-in excuse that Damian Lillard's finger is hurt and the team is run out of gas. We had to come in, give it everything we got. We had to make it to the postseason. We have nothing left in the tank. See, the Lakers had their wake-up call, and I don't think they're going to lose another game. Let me play for you guys, and Curtis, if you could play for everybody, play Charles Barkley bragging to the world that the Lakers are going to be swept by the Blazers. Can you play that for us? Uh, inside the NBA comes your way next. Uh, sweet. He said it's a sweep. He said it's a sweep. If the Blazers won game Uh-oh. one, they go on to sweep the Lakers. Come Another on. infamous oh, Charles Guarantee. Hold on a second. It's not a sweep, is it? It's not a sweep. Charles walking around the studio, sweeping it up, saying that's it. The Lakers are going to get swept by the Blazers. Um, let me play for you Shaquille O'Neal. Shaq stepping up, defending Laker Nation. Can you play Shaquille O'Neal's response? My yeah. Laker Nation? Yeah, yes. your yeah. Laker Nation. Okay, well, if the Laker Nation has a uh, distinguished gentleman to do something, i got to do it. Uh-oh. Why, Uh-oh. why you got to put your mask on? Got to fix it. Apparently he's going to stand up the... Uh... And, yeah. and walk away from look the good. Basket. America, okay, yeah, you good? Great. Yeah, look good. We don't see your face. Uh-oh. Oh, oh. Hey, that's not even the broom. If you break that one, Shaq, you yeah, I tell you, man, that's not even the cheap broom. That- oh. 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 <laughs> hey, y'all all excited? Y'all won a game? Hey. <laughs> don't you ever disrespect Laker Nation? You understand me? <laughs> I got you, Laker Nation. Always. Tell him, Shaq. <laughs> tell him, yeah. Shaq. Yeah, Diesel. You tell him, Shaq Diesel. You tell him, Foo. I love it, man. I just love it. I'm telling you right now, I think that the Blazers came in on fire. They were hot. They had to win. They did. They they were Lillard was averaging 35. I'm telling you, they were just in fuego. Lakers are like, whatever. We won the first game. We got up for the Clippers. We're not going to change anything. Let's just get ourselves to the postseason. They got the wake-up call in the first game, and I'm telling you, I don't think they'll lose another one. So here's my question tonight. This is how we're going to build this community. I want you to get in on this. Here goes. Barkley says Portland sweeps. I say the Lakers win the series 4-1. That's our question tonight. Do you agree with that or disagree? The Lakers will not drop another game to Portland. Will not do it. The winner tonight will receive MLB The Show 20. Apparently, all the gamers tell me this is the video game to have. So winner's going to get that tonight. Go to my Twitter handle, at Scott Kaplan, K-A-P-L-A-N. Download the Decided app. Get in Decided. Get into this debate. The winner on the winning side is going to win MLB The Show 20. Okay, we are officially underway 
on a Laker reaction Friday night here on 710 ESPN. I got Jesse Lopez. I got Curtis Poindexter. I got all of you out there who want to react. 877-710-ESPN. 877-710-3776. We're going to have a great show tonight. Keyshawn Johnson is coming up. What is life like for Keyshawn as he's moved from L.A. back to the East Coast and has gone from local L.A. radio to national? Keyshawn Johnson will talk to us and we'll get his reaction to what the Lakers did last night. That's coming up next. This is the Scott Kaplan Show on 710 ESPN. This is night two of the Scott Kaplan Show here on 710 ESPN. Glad to have everybody along. Tonight is a Lakers reaction Friday night. If you want to get on the air and you've got what it takes, you can go ahead and hit the phones, 877-710-ESPN, 877-710-3776. And I say if you've got what it takes, because listen, we're in the early days of building this show, and I'm looking for good callers. I'm looking for callers that have good names from interesting places and have like really great opinions to share. I don't mean that I have to agree with everything. Just you got to be able to bring it is all I'm saying. All right, I wanted to have... Keyshawn Johnson on the show right away because I'm so fascinated by what he's done because I have this perception that he must be like so comfortable and happy he lives in LA he's got a great family um, if Justin Bieber flies through the neighborhood I'll smack him in the back of the head I mean he got the perfect life is the way I think of Keyshawn Johnson and he's still got so much ambition um, that he's willing to move across the country at least this is the way I perceive it here's Keyshawn on the Scott Kaplan show here on 710 ESPN hi Key what up, man? How you doing? Doing really good. It's 7.30 on the West Coast. What am I doing bothering you at 10.30 on the East Coast? I don't know. I was trying to watch the Clippers, but uh, I'm willing to go on the show because guess what? I'm willing to help whatever it takes to make whatever it needs to be. Famous, money, whatever you, whatever your desires are, I'm here for you, sir. Well, I really appreciate that. Um, why? I, this is just my question because this is my perception. What what made you say you know what yeah I I I go back to New York I'll go back to the East Coast I mean you it would seem like you know you're a L A guy a USC legend I mean you're a star on seven ten what made you say yeah I I want to go do that I just think I I, I I I don't know I just felt like you know after so long like something that I really wanted to do I really wanted to be a part of a great opportunity and then when you look at the morning show here in, um, well, it's national, obviously, but we're stationed in New York. You look at that particular property, that property is huge. And, and what I mean by that, I mean, it's got to be the number one property in all of sports talk radio. Um, there's no other, there's no better place than ESPN national in the morning. And so for me, it was like easy. You know, I, I, I follow Mike and Mike Golick and Wingo and, you know, when you look at the 20 years or so that these guys had been on the air, it's like Johnny Carson, Jay Leno, you know. And so for me, I want to be a part of that. That's really cool to hear you talk about that because um, I know I have this terrible disease. It's called ambition. I can't stop. I want more. And I don't mean just like money and material stuff. I mean, I just want more. And and you would just think that after the, the NFL career you've had, the broadcast career that you've had, that you would be living on easy street here in, in LA and, and that's what you'd want to do, but you still have got a whole bunch of ambition. It sounds like I do, you know, and the thing is, is when you look at why, you know, you always say, why do you do something? And I do it because I enjoy it. 
if I didn't enjoy it, I wouldn't do it. And and when I look at the the way that things go, the way that things go, you you have to factor in to the equation is you know again, this is one of the biggest, if not the biggest, sports property in the in the world. Mm-hmm. ESPN Radio, oh God, it's like I get to do drive time. ESPN Radio, I'm all in. I get to talk football, basketball, hockey. Well, a little bit of hockey. I mean, I can't talk hockey. uh, NASCAR, golf, you name it, I get to do. Yeah. That's really cool. Keyshawn Johnson on the Scott Kaplan Show here on 710 ESPN. Everybody knows that Keyshawn went to the East Coast and has now become the national morning show on ESPN. How do you like the TV feel, the setup, you know, um, where you guys are all socially distanced and you're all at your own chair with your own desk? How do you like the feel of a radio show that's also very much got some TV life to it? Well, look, the simulcast on television is great. ESPN 2 and ESPN News. But it takes some getting used to. I've done television. I do television. I do radio. But I've never done them together. I've always done them separately. So it's still, it's still, I'm still working out that bug um, because to much, you know, do, I'm like scared to pick my nose because I'm like, <laughs> I would pick my nose because I'm sitting in the studio on radio. But then I'm like, if I'm picking my nose and scratching my ass, then people would see it. You right. know, it's like, oh, God, I, which one is it? <laughs> I completely understand what you're saying. So what about being in New York? You know, it, when you're in L.A., people probably know you. They're like, okay, great. Keyshawn, big star, USC, big TV radio star, great NFL career. But in New York, when you walk on the streets, when you get done, you're Keyshawn, number one overall pick, give me the damn ball, New York Jets, Parcells. I mean, you're that's who you are there. How's that? It's good. Man, the fan base here is amazing. Um, you know, between LA and New York, for me, it couldn't be better. Right. Uh, you know, a lot of a lot of football fans, New York Jet fans. You know, I run into them all over the place. And so, when you look at that and you see that, it's kind of like really cool that the fact that they remember that you tried to put in work when you played for the Jets to to pick them up and put put that franchise on your back and take it to another level. So that's always a plus. Yeah, that's really cool. I mean, you got. You got L.A. and New York, USC, the Jets, ESPN 710 L.A., now ESPN National New York. I'm telling you, man, this is, this is really cool to talk about. I'm glad we are. But let me just switch the, our attention for a moment here. Give me what you thought. I said it earlier tonight. Barkley said that the Lakers were going to be swept. I'm telling you, I don't think the Blazers win another game after that destruction last night. Jump in. What do you say? Well, first of all, Barkley's wrong because they're 1-1. One one, so that's not a sweep. And when you look at it, I think, uh, you know, you you, you got to believe that Dane Lillard's finger is going to be a problem going, you know, moving forward for the Portland Trail Blazers. But Anthony Davis showed up to the party, and that's one of the biggest things that we need. Despite that LeBron James only scored 10 points, he matched Bill McGee. That'll never happen again in life as long <laughs> as we live. But I think when you look at it, Anthony Davis and LeBron James, you know, uh, we're going to be getting Rondo back at some point in time. And when you look at some of the veteran leadership that they have on the floor, you've got to believe that they'll be able to take care of business against the Trailblazers with no problem at all. I think so, too. I I feel like the Blazers came in on fire because they had to be. 
they went 7-1 and one in the bubble, including their win, to get them into the playoffs. Had they not worked hard, it would have been a complete waste of their time. They're probably wiped out about now. And the Lakers went 3-5. and five. They got up for the Clipper game, and that was kind of it. They weren't going to be able to change where they were in the standings. So I feel like now they're, they have woken up to, we're in a real playoff series. Guys are going to have to hit shots. Guys are going to have to do what they came here to do. Let's let's go out there and win this thing. And I feel like like last night was an important start to that. It was, but then you got to also think about it this way: the Lakers had been off; they clinched, so they basically been off, even though they had several games after that. Right at the end of the day, the Lakers did what they were supposed to do. They learned that this is the playoffs. They learned that there's no fans going to be in the crowd because LeBron James spoke of that after week one. I mean, after game one, that you know all the energy, the lack of fans. And they realize, you know what, enough. We know that there's not going to be fans. We woke up. We know this thing is serious. we got to take care of business. Anthony Davis showed up to the party, played big at the five, 50% of the time, 11 boards, 30-plus points. I mean, you know, double-double. Now you need to match that again. Next game, game three, LeBron James needs to come to the party as well, and the Lakers will be fine. I think so, too. Keyshawn Johnson on the Scott Kaplan Show tonight here on 710 ESPN. And it's amazing that LeBron had this big, gaudy triple-double in Game 1 in a losing effort. And in this game, a, a measly 10 points. So, in other words, the, the best player was not really needed, and the Lakers demolished the Blazers. When LeBron really gets going, like you say, I, I don't see how the Lakers – don't not only win the series. I'm telling you, I think they're going to win the next three games. Yeah, yeah, I think I think they'll I think they'll close it out. Dane Willis out of it, so they don't have to really. I mean, he's 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 not out of it. He's hurt. He wants to play, but at the same time, you think about it, you're not going to get the same Dane Lillard that you've gotten in Game One. I mean, it's just not. You know, you got a finger off hand, off shooting hand, but he likes to dribble and, and set himself up with the left hand a lot of the time. So. You know, that's just what it is. And I think when you look at it for what it's worth, the Lakers are deeper in a lot of different positions than the Trailblazers. The Trailblazers' backcourt is obviously one of the top backcourts in all of the NBA. But outside of that, Nurkic is there at the center. But we can run three centers out there, whether it's JaVale McGee, Dwight Howard, or we can put Anthony Davis at the five if we decide to do so. Now we got three running at Nurkic, and then our backcourt for the, for the most part Hadn't you know? Hadn't done an awful job, but hadn't done a great job defending the backcourt of the other guys on Portland's team. But at the same time, Anthony Davis and LeBron James—they have no answers for that. I think you're exactly exactly. There is no answer because when when Anthony Davis decides to finally use that body, use that strength, the power, the length, when he goes inside and takes it strong to the hoop, yeah, there was. There was really no defending last night. He was so athletic. I mean, and he was standing on his feet. The game before, he was flopping all over the floor. Hey, Keyshawn, what do you think, real quick, before you go? I mean, you think we're going to get a full NFL season? I'm just curious. You're back there in New York. You're, you're around all this football energy, Jets, Giants. What do you think? I think it's, it's going to certainly happen. Um, you know, what are we, three weeks away from opening day? Yeah, so, September, what is it, 9th, 10th, something like that. Yeah, so when you think about it, once they open, they're not going to close. It's professional football. It's not college. Uh, professionals want to play, and they want to play, and they want to make money. Collegiate guys want to play, and they want to make money, but guess what they can't do? 
they can play, but they can't make money. It's a different game when you become a professional. I think they're going to play, too. I think they are. I think we're going to see the Rams and the Cowboys kick off in SoFi Stadium in front of nobody. These two beautiful brand-new stadiums that we're all starting to see videos of inside Las Vegas, inside L.A., and we're not going to get into these games this year. Hey, Keyshawn, listen, congratulations on all of your success. Thanks for the great promos that have been running all over 710, and we look forward to having you back many times. Thank you. Yes, sir, Cap. Anytime. Appreciate you, Key. Thank you so much. Keyshawn Johnson, back on the airwaves of 710 ESPN. Okay, coming up, it is a Laker reaction Friday. Do you want to get on the air? Do you have reaction to the Lakers' demolition of the Blazers last night, a game where LeBron only scored 10 points? You want to get in? Go for it. 877-710-ESPN, 877-710-3776. It's Friday night. The sun is setting. We're going into the weekend. We got the Lakers tomorrow. And then on Monday, by the way, on Monday, I'm going to be one of those virtual fans. I hope I get some love like Lil Wayne. Like, hey, look, it's Lil Wayne. He's a virtual fan. And I hope they come over to me and they go, hey, look, it's Lil Cap. And he's a virtual fan because that's what I'm going to be doing. I'm going to be virtual fanning on Monday night during the Laker game. All right, stick around. Kirk Morrison is on the way. We're going to talk Lakers. We're going to talk NFL. We're going to talk hard knocks. Got a lot to talk to Kirk Morrison about. But next, your calls. Reaction. 877-710-3776. Lakers Reaction Friday. This is Scott Kaplan on 710 ESPN. All right. Yeah. It's the Scott Kaplan Show on 710 ESPN. Let me feel that for a second. Curtis Poindexter, keep playing that. You can't see me right now, but I'm feeling that. I'm moving. I actually used to run to this song specifically when I was at the gym. I remember it very vividly. It's got a good beat. If you're going to be running, you want that beat. It's Friday night. We're pulling into the weekend, man. The sun is starting to really set. It's going to be dark here in just a matter of moments. The city's going to light up, and we're going to pull into this weekend. And we're keeping our eyes tonight on the Clippers and the Mavericks. Get your score update here in just one second. We're also keeping our eyes on the Dodgers tonight. So we'll get your score update there as well. Jesse, let me know, because i got a million things going on here. And it is tonight a Lakers reaction Friday. Clippers, by the way, 68-60 over Dallas. Third quarter, 10 minutes and 7 seconds to play. So 68-60, Clips over Dallas right now. And we'll have some other scores for you as the evening goes on. All right, let me take some calls. Let me, let me do this, because it's a Laker reaction Friday night. You saw the Lakers last night destroy the Blazers. It was a 17-point lead at half. It was not even worth your time in the fourth quarter unless you were saying, but wait a second, when was the last time the Lakers won a playoff game? And you had to think back to the 2011-2012 season when the Lakers were eliminated by the Thunder that year. That was Durant, Westbrook, and Harden, and the last playoff win that the Lakers had. Kobe scored 42 in that game. It's been over 3,000 days. It's the 11-12 season. So let's do it. Time for some reaction. 877-710-ESPN, 877-710-3776. Let's go to the phones. Here we go. Steve in Riverside wants to react on Friday night on 710 ESPN. What's going on, Steve? Hey, Scott. Thanks for taking my call. Bear with me for a moment. This Laker team reminds me a lot of the 2004 Detroit Pistons team that beat the Lakers in the NBA Finals in five games. And I remember thinking when they were playing Indiana in the Easter Conference Finals, I thought to myself, I want Detroit 
because I don't think they'll be able to score enough to beat the Lakers. But Detroit had an outstanding defense at that time, maybe the best in the league. And I realized, and then they, they just dominated us in that NBA Finals. It wasn't even close. And I realized this Laker team has a defense that could be similarly dominant, like Detroit's defense of 2004. Therefore, they don't have to score very much. They just have to score enough. And if they do, they have the type of defense that could shut down potent offenses, including Portland's offense yesterday. That's what you saw. Therefore, I think the Lakers, if they're going to win, they're going to win defensively and just making enough shots to really take advantage of the great defense that they have. All right. Appreciate that call, Steve, in Riverside. Way to go. I'm auditioning callers, by the way. That's a good call. It's not a great call. It's a, it's a good call. I'll tell you what was good about it. It was well-organized. You, uh, you brought some, some strong opinions. The only thing is, is how many of us really remember the names on the 04 Pistons so that you can really, in your mind, you know, do the comparison for yourself? I was having to Google it in the middle of that phone call. So good call, not great call. Great call would have been a little bit more detail on this guy is like this guy. I'm comparing this guy to that guy. So a good start, not a great call, a good call. Here's Joseph in L.A. on the Scott Kaplan Show tonight on a Friday night Laker reaction. What's going on, Joe? Hey, what's going on? Uh, Just want to talk about how tired the Blazers are. I mean, you hit on it earlier. I mean, they came to the first game, and it kind of just was waiting. We were just kind of waiting to take it over. Uh, We did take it over eventually in in the third quarter, went into the fourth, and then kind of let it go. I think the second game really gave you a look on what the Lakers are going to give, at least against them, because they don't have an answer <clears throat> for LeBron or AD. Uh, when it comes to those two, you just see how dominant they are, and LeBron's kind of taking a backseat to get everyone involved. And Yeah, I don't see them losing another game. I don't either. I don't, I don't see the Lakers' good call. See, there's a, there's a good, solid call. Not great. Good. Very solid. Um, I, I think... When you, when you look at the way the Blazers came in to game one, they had been 7-1 and one in the bubble. And these guys were red hot. Lillard was scoring, scoring 35 points a game. They brought all of that emotion, and they, they were just on fire coming in to the bubble, meaning they had to win to get to the playoffs. They did that. The Lakers have been, in my opinion, and shooting percentage would back me up on this because it's been awful, They've been very nonchalant in, in the bubble. They walked in in first place. They got up for the game against the Clippers. They just sort of got through the next few games. They want to make sure nobody gets hurt. And the Lakers didn't have anything to play for. They were going to be the number one seed regardless. They lose game one. They wake up and go, okay, hey, hey, everybody's got to be a part of this. Yeah, we want AD to score 31 points, and we think LeBron's going to score his regular 25. But on a night where LeBron scores 10, everybody else is going to have to step up. KCP, it would be really nice if you could actually hit one shot. And KCP came through, had a nice night. So examples all over of guys who put up point production that might not normally do so. It is a Laker reaction Friday night. It's the Scott Kaplan show on 710 ESPN. Let me grab a call here. Let me see what this is right here. Austin, Texas checking in. This is Aaron likely listening on the ESPN app. Hey, Aaron, what's going on? Hey, what's up, Scott? What's going on, Aaron? Not much, buddy. I'd just like to say these Lakers, you know, it all comes down to that grande take. Um, Basically, if the, outsiding players step up 
basically you have a dominant team overall. You can't just base it on LeBron's play or just the fundamentals of, you know, what AD is going to do. Everyone has to play their role. Everyone has to play their part. All together, come together as a team, pass it on, and then come in for the win. What do you think, Scott? I'm feeling you. Now, had I known it was Aaron Martin, listen, this is one of my favorite people on Twitter. I didn't recognize that voice right from the very beginning. Tell everybody your Twitter handle because you're one of my favorite listeners to follow out there. Well, my Twitter handle is AJMartin1223, but I'm so stoked on what you're doing in L.A. now. You're bringing the L.A. together, the scene. you got to feel for it, brother. And I feel that you're really appreciating what L.A. has to offer as far as the colors coming in. And I love what you're doing now. I'm so proud of you and what's going on. Well, thank thanks, you man. so much for the good content, brother. Yeah, man. Ready to go. Dude, I'm telling you guys right now, you want to see a man dance? You want to see a man who's got real serious moves? I'm se- hey, dude, you got to do a new dancing video and tag us all in it. Hey, I got it for sure. But you know. I'm pulling for the Chargers this year, buddy, over the Rams. So can't, I can't, I can't even, I can't, I can't have that conversation. That the, I don't yeah, know who the Chargers yeah. are. I'm watching Hard Knocks. I don't know who that other team is. I see the varsity team. I don't know who the JV team is. I don't know who those guys are. I'll tell you what, the Chargers defense this year is pretty savage, bro. All and right, if our well. offense can get together and go for uh, you know, Hunter Henry and all of our uh, step and razor and all those aspects of uh, our offense get together, it could be a threat. Dude, there are people listening all over Los Angeles that saying that are saying, "What team are you talking about?" Aaron, great call. Thanks for being with us. We appreciate it. All right, listen. I want everybody to know that Kirk Morrison is on the way. We're going to talk Lakers. We'll talk Hard Knocks. We'll probably talk some Rams. We may get into some life stuff. We'll see where things go. By the way, how freaking hot is it out everywhere in Southern California? It is so hot. I don't know about you guys. We've all had to learn how to work from our homes. This notion of not having air conditioning and thinking you're really cool and you can handle it. Bad idea, by the way. Bad idea. Really bad idea. Hey, it's a Laker Reaction Friday. And if you want to get in, 877-710-ESPN, 877-710-3776. Kirk Morrison on the way. Spiro Ditas, the one-time voice of the Lakers, now in the bubble, called a game earlier tonight between Boston and Philly. Spiro will be with us later on. And we're going to play a new game tonight called Who Did I Coach? I'll tell you all about it coming up. Stick around. This is the Scott Kaplan Show on 710 ESPN. Friday night on 710 ESPN. The sun has set. The sky is all lit up. Wherever you may be around L.A. or throughout Southern California or around the world listening on the ESPN app, glad to have you along. This is the Scott Kaplan Show. So Lakers' big win last night. Today becomes a Lakers reaction Friday. If you want to get on the phones, we will take your calls. 877-710-ESPN, 877-710-3776. Watching right now the Clippers and Dallas, and the Clippers are really starting to pull away with 3.58 to go here in the third quarter, and it's 85-71, the Clippers leading the Mavericks. We'll update you on scores as the evening goes on, but Kirk Morrison, the longtime Raider linebacker, is set to join us, and let me say good evening on a Friday night to Kirk Morrison. Kirk, what's going on? Scotty Kaplan, how you doing, my brother? What's going on? I'm doing really good, man. What are we uh, catching you doing tonight on a Friday night? Where are you? Uh, I'm in uh, I'm in Los Angeles this weekend. Um, 
you know, just hanging out with the family. I got, got the kids getting ready for bed. I said, let me give a little time to our buddy Scott. And, um, yeah, and then put the put the kids to bed and get ready for a day of football. I, as tomorrow, I'm going to check out SoFi for the first time. So I'm uh, pretty excited about that. Watch the Rams scrimmage tomorrow. Oh, really? Um, so I was talking to Kevin Demoff earlier this week on the show because I'm a name dropper like that. And we did a full review <laughs> of HBO's Hard Knocks. And he was saying that Saturday night is a big Rams scrimmage inside the stadium. I mean, a dress rehearsal for the coaches to know where all the clocks are and for the players to know the locker rooms and you know how to get to the field and just all the things that you need to know before you actually play a game there. Um, how, are there a lot of media members going into the, the stadium for it? Uh, not sure how many media members, but I know they're going to, I guess, use tomorrow as um, kind of the first dress rehearsal. Um, the real dress rehearsal is August 29th. That's where um, they're really going to kind of doctor that thing up to kind of being like the third preseason game where they really go through the protocols and how they would game plan for an actual game, how they will come out arrive to the stadium, all that stuff. So tomorrow is just kind of the first run through, but the 29th is the real the real deal where they're going to try to keep that as much as a game simulation as possible. But tomorrow is just trying to, you know, get the get the guys to see the stadium, feel what it looks like, and it's not that big wow factor when they go in on the 29th. And then shortly after, the Dallas Cowboys would be in there starting the season off. All right, Kirk Morrison on the Scott Kaplan Show here tonight on a Friday on 710 ESPN. Kirk, I said we'll, we'll talk some, some Rams and some hard knocks and some NFL coming up, but let me just get your, your opening thought here tonight on a Lakers reaction Friday on the way the Lakers came out in Game 2 after losing the way they did in Game 1 where there was nobody contributing other than LeBron and AD. And let's face it, AD really wasn't that great. He just put up a bunch of points, but there was nobody else who could hit a shot or could help. I'm wondering what you thought about their performance then last night when it looked like the Blazers kind of ran out of gas. What did you think? I think LeBron said it best. Uh, We're built different, right? Talking to the players on his team, talking to AD throughout the game saying that we're built different. Like, we can handle the criticism. We can handle a loss. We can handle, you know, not playing well. We can handle that because we know the kind of team that we are. Look, LeBron James is still the best player in the NBA. I think he's the best player in the world still. And as long as you got that guy, I think everybody realizes that we've got a chance. You just need the other guys to play pretty well. And Anthony Davis, to me, this is his playoff moment. Like, everybody's watching Anthony Davis to see, look – can you carry a team? Because LeBron is like saying, it's giving it. He's handing it to you, AD. Like, just just carry us. And right now, last night, what you saw from AD was the performance that we want to see each and every game. I think that, look, Portland, I, I said it before, I knew Portland was going to give the Lakers fits. I still had the Lakers winning. I just knew that they were going to make it uncomfortable. They're making it uncomfortable, but I just think the Lakers at the end are going to win this thing. And I thought last night sort of proved it that, hey, slow your brakes, everybody relax. The Lakers are still the top seed in the West for a reason, 
and we, they proved it last night. See, I, on the other hand, I said the exact opposite. You know what I said? <laughs> I know you did. You know what I said? I, <laughs> what I, does Scotty I, Kaplan say? I said, ride the emotional wave, baby. I said, you know what? Uh, in, <laughs> instead of saying, hey, we're going to be okay. It's fine. It's only one game. I say, ride the emotional wave. In game one, it's like, oh, my God, they don't look good. No one can hit a shot. They're terrible. Uh, we're not going to win. And then in game two, it's total devastation, and other guys actually stepped up and scored, and LeBron only needed to score 10 points. So then you go, they're never going to lose another game to this team. So when Charles Barkley says they're going to be swept because they lost game one, I'm coming back tonight, Kirk, and I'm saying I don't think the Lakers will lose again in this series, and I think the Blazers already have their built-in excuse. We had to work too hard to get here, and then Dame hurt his finger. They're toast. No, I think that they have, that Portland gets one more game. I just know the fight in Dame, the fight in that team. They'll find a way to scrap one more out. Um, but the Lakers at the end, I, I had the Lakers winning this thing in six, possibly even seven. But I just I felt like, look, Dame Willard and those guys, they needed that game last night. They've been riding high. Think about it. They, they've been on an emotional roller coaster the last two weeks previous, right, playing some of the best basketball playing their way into the actual playoffs, especially last Saturday, the game over Memphis, and then beating the Lakers in game one. They were kind of like my old, old high school coach used to say, Scott, he used to say, you start smelling yourself. And when you start smelling yourself, you forget about, you know, when you didn't smell good because you were working so hard. When you start smelling yourself, that means that you're, you're comfortable. And last night, the Lakers made them uncomfortable for the first time in a long time. But I still feel that it's going to be a tough series. I mean, this 1-1 is now still a best-of-five series. So it's going to be fun. be interesting to see how this thing finishes up. All right, Kirk Morrison on the Scott Kaplan Show tonight here on 710 ESPN, broadcasting throughout Los Angeles and all of Southern California and worldwide on the ESPN app. Let me um, ask you, are you watching right now? Like, are you sitting somewhere where you're watching the Clippers in the Mavericks right now? Yeah, absolutely. I got the game on right here, checking it out. Got my eye on can can Luka Doncic and and Chris Stops, the you know the, the the twin towers of Dallas. Can they handle business or is it Kawhi Leonard? Obviously, I'm a San Diego State alum. I got to represent for my guy. Can can they come back and rebound from a game two loss? So All right, here, yeah, I got the game on for sure. Here's what's going on: Clippers ninety three, Dallas seventy seven. Luka left the court and was hopping yes. on his right leg. Up the um, like the uh, the I'm trying to think of what I would call it. It's it's he's walking back towards the locker room and he's going up not the steps but a um, like a yeah. Can anybody help a, me? A mini it, ramp. Yes, thank you. A yeah, ramp. It's like a little mini ramp. Yeah, why ramp? I could, I just couldn't get ramp. I don't know. I couldn't get to ramp. So 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 you. so they've got Luca and he's he's hopping on one leg up the ramp. Now TNT is showing him walking back down the ramp with his leg all like bandaged up so he's limping he he hopped up the ramp he limped down the ramp and now the clippers are leading 93-79 and luka's standing on the sideline looking like he wants to get back in but he also looks like one of his legs can't can't work yeah it looks like to me and look i'm no doctor but it looks to me like an ankle injury and look luka Doncic is not 100 percent. you you can't give um, you know, Dallas a chance at all. I think that he's been the obviously the key, the engine, all of it to the car for the Dallas Mavericks. If he's a little bit hobbled, and look, they, these Clippers, they smell blood. They they smell blood in the water, and they're still embarrassed from the way that 
they performed the other night. So this is a a, a growing, what is it, a developing story, as they would say in the business. Yeah, I think so. So you picked the Clippers to win it all, though, didn't you? I did. I did pick the Clippers. I think because when you think about the bubble format, it suits a team like the Clippers more so than the Lakers, right? I think the Clippers got a bunch of guys that – Look, I, I want to take them down to my local YMCA, take them down to Venice Beach, Mission Beach. If you got a basketball court, you could just bring the Clippers because they, they'll play you anywhere. I mean, they got a lot of feisty players who, you know, guys who are scrappy, can play defense. And, 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 no, and everyone on that team knows their role, where my thing is with the Lakers, who's going to be the third scorer? Can I get consistency from AD? Can LeBron play at this high clip every single game? But when I look at the Clippers, it's sort of shared, right? The responsibility is shared. They know who the go-to guy is in Kawhi, Paul George. But then you still have the guys like Lou Williams who comes in and can light it up and can have a big night. And, you know, Patrick Beverly is an instigator. And then the different bodies that they can throw at AD, to me, with Montrez Harold, the Morris twin, I mean, that, that's why I really like the Clippers in this format with no home court advantage. Well, it really wouldn't be home court anyway because we play at the Staples Center. But still, right. without that fan interaction that you would normally have, I just think that this format suits the Clippers better than the Lakers. All right, former Raider linebacker Kirk Morrison. You guys have known Kirk for a long time. He's been on the radio on 710 forever. He's been part of the Rams broadcast. And so joining me tonight and spending some time, as I think he's going to do regularly, on Friday night tonight, you say uh, kids are going to be going to bed. I mean, what do you got going on over at the house tonight? Um, relaxing, man. I get to get a chance to watch a little bit of uh, Last Chance You. I'll watch a couple. Me and a wife may have a, a an adult beverage or something. It just depends on what will you and your wife um, drink together. Kids gotta... What will you have together? What will uh, you drink together? It depends, right? I don't mm-hmm. know if it's a margarita night. She's a you know a, a Pinot uh, the Grigio woman, and mm-hmm. I, I'm a guy. I'm a vodka on the rocks guy at time, right? They know, they know my, my drink of choice. Yes, Tito's on the rocks, three limes, brother. That's all I need. I'm good mm-hmm. to go. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So so will you not drink then the Pinot Grigio with her, like she has a Pinot and you have a vodka, or or will you will you drink the Pinot and you just don't want to admit that you drink the Pinot? I, I don't have a problem admitting that my girlfriend likes Chardonnay, so I wind up drinking a lot of Chardonnay. Yeah. <laughs> no, nah, you know what, Scotty? I'll leave that for date night, right? I'll leave that for the restaurant. I can't drink wine at home. That's just not my thing. I think To me, that is like an out on on you know the dinner restaurant kind of drink for me i've never been like a wine guy at home i think you could throw a little bit of a you know get you a little scotch get you a little vodka get you a little cognac whatever it is a nice little sip where you can uh where you can sip it put some ice in it and just you know take your time all right well i love that we're talking about this because it's friday night and it's you know the sun the sun is set it, it has become you know I love how how by seven o'clock when we start you know the sun is still out and and now it's just completely dark out it's become Friday night we've we've moved into the weekend but the thing is Kirk people are still home you know I'm not saying that right. there aren't places where people aren't out they are but for the most part I think many people are still home so. You know, like for me, you'd say, you know, you don't drink wine unless you're at a restaurant. I never really drank ever at home. and uh, But mm. I've been so cooped up since since March. I think I've had more than ever. Yeah, I think you, you, you've had to adjust. I think like we've all had to adjust, right? Being home, the stay-at-home order, you got to figure it out. But I think now with the kids finishing up their first week of school, at-home learning, uh, I think I'm overdue. 
for a nice little beverage, Scotty. There you go. See, it's Friday night. <laughs> Enjoy yourself, man. Let's have a great weekend. All right, don't go anywhere. I want to spend some more time with you. I want to talk about HBO's Hard Knocks. I want to talk about the storyline of the Rams and the way they present it. And I also want to tell you, Kirk, about a new bit that I'm going to t- debut tonight, and I want to get your opinion about it before we even start it. In fact, I may even invite you to see if you want to stick around and be a part of it. I'm going to tell you about this new bit called who did I coach? I'm going to tell you about that. Don't go anywhere, Kirk Morrison. Stick around. This is the Scott Kaplan Show on 710 ESPN.